0: From the art of the deal to keeping it real, real. live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's The Power Move with John Gafford.
1: What's happening, everybody? Back again. Another awesome episode of The Power Move with me, as always, is my man, Colt. What's up, Colt? What's going on, guys? And the awesome Chris Connell. What's happening, Chris Connell? How you doing, man? Living the dream. Living the
0: dream, indeed. <laughs> is that Cole Ramadan or is that Julian from the Trailer Park Boys? He always get that one cocktail. No matter,
1: what. <laughs> it's it's the one loose cocktail is really what it is. Yep. It just it's it's you know it's what makes him hit. It it loosens him up, it makes loose him a little him slippery. In. Doesn't go down though. No. A little slippery, you Smarter. know. A little it, smarter it, it it doesn't you know all i gotta say is it's such a shame that we didn't you know the footage from the last power move we talked about no it's not your uh <laughs> your gay pork star neighbors it. is maybe never gonna see the light of day i don't oh, know maybe it's no, either oh no, forgot I that
2: was oh no that's yeah, yeah. great content last week some not so great some As horrible recap oh recap. Yeah. <laughs> you want to recap let's not let's not have a recap let's just move forward nothing and uh
1: you know, let's talk about some stuff that I think is, is going to be kind of pertinent for what's going on right now. First of all, big power move today: Cuomo
0: out. Out. That's a out. power move Keep for him hands to stay to yourself, in, gentlemen. Yep. Yeah,
1: I mean, what is it, Chris? You, you, you tell me
0: why men in positions of power act like absolute pigs? To quote Bill Burr.
1: Yeah, well, I think is is, is it, but is it, is it men anymore, or is it men of a certain age? Is that the reality? That's politicians. I mean, it is
0: men of a certain age, obviously. You go. There is. I'm. I'm so programmed now that I'll be at a restaurant. I hear an old man say, "Hey, sweetheart, how much?" Oh, oh my God! Have you not seen you any see memos? He <laughs> cannot you say that. You've not seen a single memo. But we just we don't do that anymore. Okay, yeah. it's just. But now nah, they just straightforward with it. So and you give them power. You put them in a gubernatorial <laughs> position. It's over.
1: It, it, it's it's just out there. It's funny, you know. Years and years ago in another life, I worked for Hooters of America, the the national restaurant, if you will, as they as they so as they the owls as they refer to themselves at that point in time. And uh, I'll never forget when we go through the you go through the training the training portion, and we went to uh, what's called Hooters University back in the day. And the That's head of human resources comes out, and this is what he says about sex after he does the spill, he goes. All right, boys, let's, let's talk about sexual harassment. Well, let's talk about the reality of it. He goes, sexual harassment is defined as unwanted sexual advances. That's what it's defined as.
0: But if she wants it? <laughs> well,
1: <now I> <laughs> well, well, this is what he said, though. He goes, he goes exactly like this. He goes, unwanted sexual advances. He goes, so there's two kinds of men that come to work for this company as as management he goes there's guys that are just they're good-looking guys they're great with they've always been great with women their whole life no problem getting a date they think they're very charismatic they they just know that women like them he goes those guys are few and far between then we have the guys that work here that think they're that guy and they're not that guy those are the guys I fire for sexual harassment. So if we just clear this up right now, figure out who you are, it'll make my job it'll a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, a like, it'll, it'll, yeah. He's like, it'll just make my job so much easier if we just go forward
2: to do it this my, way. My biggest thing is, and I could have been fooled by the internet, but did he really say he's just Italian and that's why he did it? <laughs> no, it was, well, it's just Italian. Like, wait, did you just say
1: fooled by the internet? Was yeah. that where you were going have with not fooled, fooled
2: the by the internet? You concept. see stuff and you don't know if, if it was real or not, so so many great Photoshop people. By Abraham Lincoln the other day, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talking <It laughs> about OnlyFans. On. So we're like, I didn't know Abe knew about it, that. It,
1: it was absolutely, it was absolutely spot on. But you have this guy. I think it's guys of a certain age. I think you have for sure. uh, You know. It, the madman age, the, the drinking, drinking scotch in the office, you know, at 1030 in the morning. I mean, like this guy is right now. I'm just kidding. It's not 1030. It's not. It's, it's ten noon. It's, 1040, it's noon. Um But yeah, you know, just of a different age when hey, Trixie little, little smackaroo there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you
1: go. It's like, well, it's like Bill Burr says yeah. when he's like. You know, Oh, do you believe he did that? And he's like, he was born in 1908. Yeah. I, completely I completely believe he did they it. I completely believe
0: he's done a lot what of do
2: things. You, what do you guys do when you're with people like that? Because what happens to me is I'm oh, a member of a very, very question. old country club. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of times where I'm sitting there having drinks and an inappropriate comment comes out. Maybe my was or... not
0: that old. No, well, I know. Right?
2: <laughs> but I, I don't even know how to react because – it's so uncomfortable because as a young person, the young waitresses, they know that's wrong, but the rest of the crowd is so – Well,
1: I, I think even in text chats, I think the best thing you can do is in a humorous – people that are ignorant, I think I, – I find a great opportunity to be humorous with them when they don't yep. understand that you're laughing at their own
0: ignorance. That's a great way to do it. Plus, if you can find a way to kind of wrap it in to generate some empathy insofar as like uh, – so there's this whole push about men need to be better about correcting men, right? We should get out there and you expect men to stop being toxic and they should correct their male friends. That is preposterous. That is a preposterous um, thing that people want men to do as it stands. What you need to do is you got to chip away at any mountain to make Mount Rushmore, right? You have to, how do you, you had to eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. You don't just go to your friends. Hot be, sauce. You are a, hot sauce, you are a sexist did. piece of shit, Bob. And you should <laughs> stop doing that. Like Bob, you know, there's times in a place to sort of persuade people, right? People have lost the art of persuasion. That is the absolute number one thing that we've lost as a Wait, culture. Sorry, saying
1: society. Cuomo is not good at persuading women to not. Like, I'm, I'll also okay, I'm to. sitting with
0: Cuomo, and oh, okay. we're at the, the you know the country club yeah. in New York or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, toots, go get me a scotch, <laughs> three fingers over here, dude." Doing that kind of stuff, I can't be like, oh, uh, governor. I, do, I found that personally offensive because you just—that's you, yeah. gonna—you like, don't make friends that way. It's Carnegie. You go back to Dale uh, Carnegie,
1: dude. I, I got—I got an email the other day, and it, actually, I was—I was brought into an email conversation with one of our agents was having an argument with another agent, and this cat from another com- co- company actually wrote this. He goes, "I don't know who this—I don't know who this Kristen Broad is." <laughs> <I> mean, oh <laughs> I was, my god! I, I was just like. Oh my God! And, and and literally, I just I saw it. And I was stunned. It's just a sheer ignorance. And I and I thought to myself, and I'm like, I text the I text the uh, his broker, and I said, Hey, can you do me a favor with this particular guy? And he said, Sure. What do you need me to do? I'm like, Explain to him it's not 1962. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was going to say this is not how the Archie Bunker set, dude. It was. Cra- I had to Google him. It wasn't even that old. I'm like, Who uses the word bro? Hey, bro. Know, hey, hey, bro. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. This dizzy broad over here. should give me hard <laughs> Come on. I mean, but you got to know better. It, it's just if you – I think a lot of times there is that. There is a certain amount of fr- male fragility. There, there is. And it's not – I don't mean that in this, oh, man, I mean that there's this thing that if I stop acting like an asshole, maybe I'm going to be perceived as weak or something. That It's yeah. ingrained. It's a, it's a oh, hard absolutely. thing absolutely. to kind of get away from.
2: So if you want to get away <laughs> from that it, in
0: business, you got to kind of just take baby steps, I think, to get people on board. I think once you get like, – I know so many people that are in their 70s that are completely progressive all of a sudden. My grandma was yeah. awful. She was a terrible old lady. And then <laughs> she like made a gay friend or something one time. Now she's all for gay rights.
1: And, and that was it. Now she's wide open. No. My, my, my grandmother, when she got older, she got something called sundowners disease. Like, it was called sundowners, where it's a form of dementia when the sun goes down nine, nine night time. It, sure. just, it just, you, you go batshit. Coincidentally, and, a bottle of scotch. And literally, months. my grandmother was like this very pristine southern lady um, you know, got her hair done every Tuesday at the bar, you know, at the beauty parlor went to breakfast and restaurant every day. I mean, she was very pristine. And then as soon as she got sundowners, it was like Looney tunes. Like the, like all of her caregivers were, I think they, they were Jamaican cause there's, it was, they're just who they were. And dude, it was this racist tirade. Wow, it's and it was crazy. That oh my God. The you're like, and you're right like, and in your mind, like mind, this yeah, is just, and you're like, a- Oh my, like, I didn't even realize that was like, in my grandmother. Oh, but they, Like, I had no idea.
0: They, like, if you're, they were raised in it. Yeah, oh, like They absolutely. were forged in the fires of all that shit. Yeah. Oh, so, God. Yeah, it's it's in it's the back that old. of their mind, and they had yeah. to fight it. Yeah. And the ones that could fight it, if, if, the ones that saw that it wasn't right, doesn't mean it's still not in there. Yeah. Doesn't mean yeah. that the stuff I grew up with, you know, there's a lot of times you want to throw out certain words when someone's acting a certain way, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can't use it. I don't mean it that way. It's just in there, right? Okay. So you got to kind of learn how to get over, you know,
1: you know what I find so interesting about about the Cuomo resignation today and all this stuff with him is I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall in the newsroom at CNN,
0: oh <laughs> going over this like okay
1: today we're going to slaughter your brother. His brother just called him yeah. sick. I, I know he's like he's like well I mean we use the word brother we we use that word it's <laughs> loose, loose at best <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah just you know, not going to do that.
0: Took a, a 23 of me and
1: a 7% off. <laughs> oh my god. So somebody asked me earlier today, uh, they I was doing a I was speaking for the local real estate board here and and, and somebody had brought up and actually that's not true. I was doing an interview uh, for Forbes and they and they had said, "What is your definition of success?" was one of the questions. And I thought that was interesting. and I think it's something that we all kind of run through in our head and we think we know, but I think I, I want to hear what you guys' definition of success is. What you think it is.
0: And go ahead success is when you i mean it's such a weird thing it's brought success for me or success in general because success in your profession No, I, th- I
1: think just i think the word just success what is it defined as
0: when will i be successful when will i feel successful uh it probably won't happen until i'm dead or on my deathbed when i'm thinking about what i've done to me i i, I don't think i'll ever feel successful until i'm dying that really? sounds really weird but That's why I do all this crazy shit. Because I don't want to have regrets. I want to be on my deathbed and be like, you know what? I I I came in screeching with like a quarter millimeter left on the tire, smoking, just just sputtering out oil and fumes. (laughs)
1: It's like Sinatra said, you know, you only live once, but if you do it like me, once was enough. Once was enough. Once was enough. That's all I needed.
0: I just want that to me will be a successful life. Successful in careers when you have the, you know, respect of others, when you Uh, have a good reputation, all that stuff. But success in life to me is when you are absolutely at that finish line saying the same thing.
1: Seth, I find that interesting that we talk about success, and the first thing that you go to is life in in, in its totality or in toto, as we we discussed last week. (laughs) Uh, For those of you in Latin, Latin. um, as we discussed last week, you go right to there. Whereas so many people, honestly, myself included today, totally put a dollar figure on that totally put a monetary mm-hmm. like wrapping on that thought process sure. what about you colt uh
2: i go to like kids i go family mm-hmm. and i was like you it was always money 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 but okay. uh, first of all of like you, you're never like yeah, me. i was <laughs> like you let's be, let's i be, had the hair let's be, let's be
1: very clear hair. you, were, out you out here. were never like, like i was man.
0: like you i wanted to go to Not, university <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> trying to get into Hooters University. Hey, don't get,
1: I had a swimming scholarship. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. No. no, but it was always about money, career, everything, right? And a lot of people don't know, but I almost lost my uh, oldest kid, and that changed my life, right? Yeah. Like, that truly changed my life, that I, I I work hard. I have set numbers I want. I have goals and stuff. But as long as my kids aren't, you know, on coke or crack or you know doing all this stuff and my with daughters that's how i look at bar. it right but there's, no, and there's I, plenty I, of strippers that don't yeah, do drugs nah, so. well, <laughs> I, don't, like, I haven't met them bar. but, I pretty met pretty them, but no i think that uh <laughs> success can be to anybody right like to Chris's success is to go climb a crazy mountain or whatever, to me, I'd rather be on a beach. So I think everybody's a little different, but uh, me, it leans more towards my uh, my life and the ability to do what I want, right? Like yeah. I go on vacations a lot and I go clear my mind and that's a successful thing to me to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, see for me, when, when I thought about that, my answer was, was based on freedom. And for me, freedom is Amen. the ability to do what I wanna do when I want to do it, without really giving it any give, any other thought, and the majority of the constraints, because I mean i not as cool as your wife, Connell, but my wife's pretty cool about what I you know when I want to go off and do things um, but for me, it really is just about economic constraints and it's about you know and it's not necessarily just about material things, it's about uh, experiences that I want to do. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Connell and I are going. We're gonna go play Indiana Jones in October, which is gonna be awesome. We're literally going to Egypt to a live dig archaeological archeo, archaeological site. Jeez, got I'll probably to nail it. that one. Nail that one. To... Yeah, we're gonna edit that one out. We're gonna be able to add archaeologists yeah, on your resume. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. it. I will. I will. No, but we're going, to check no, we're going. on a diplomatic <laughs> yeah. visa, which is pretty amazing that's stuff. Amazing. But here's the thing: for me, this is the first trip I've ever done like that. For you, this is like old hat. I mean, you got you got a whole wallet full of these trips.
0: I, mean, I got I got a couple, but not like that. Like that to me. Because there's an authenticity. We're going to a place called Saqqara. Saqqara has the, it's like where Memphis was, the original capital of Egypt. For God's sake, we're talking about stuff that is so far.
1: And Elvis was there,
0: right? El- That's I was just going to say, don't it's 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 Elvis, a, Elvis. Uh, what what you have a you have a high rise, rise going, going find in there? Him. <laughs> 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 she might find his blue suede shoes buried under the rubble of the eight million mummified animals they found there. So Chris is wow, Chris is too smart original necropolis for all the pharaohs. Everybody would go there to be buried to be amongst gods. Yeah. So we get to go there and like play Indiana Jones and that is kind of success to your point in that if you have the money to do stuff, right? It allows you to enjoy your explore your dreams and your imagination.
1: You know, you know my favorite story about freedom with money, that you can just do stuff that I thought this is great? It's actually my buddy Steve Sim's story, but I'm, I'm going to steal it. I don't know if I ever told you this story. I don't know if you've heard this before. He, Steve was a luxury concierge. Would really make They call him the real-life Wizard of Oz. He could make anything happen. And he had a client that wanted to play with Guns N' Roses. That was his yeah. dream, right? It was his dream. So uh, Steve goes and wrangles up. Guns and Roses, gets Matt Sorum, gets Duff McKagan, gets Slash, no Axel because this guy could sing a little bit, so we didn't bother calling Axel. but had all, Izzy Stradlin, straddling all the original members of Guns N' Roses, had them, and paid him a very large sum of money to meet him at a studio in LA, it, it, uh, off Sunset Boulevard. Well, it comes time for the day that's there, Steve is sitting at, at uh, Saddle Ranch waiting for his client to show up, and he's late, not there, so Steve calls him and goes, bro, where are you? This client's in New York. Calls him and goes, where are you? And the dude goes... Oh my God, that was today. Jeez. He goes, I had it in my calendar for next week. <laughs> and he goes, no, it's right now. And the guy's like, well, I, I'm in New York. There's no way. He goes, Oh my God, I'm crushed. He goes, I tell you what, why don't you just go over there? Tell him I'll pay him again to meet me next week. No,
2: she-
1: so a, this guy was, I, I don't know how you screw something like that on your calendar. Right. God bless God. him. But he was baller enough that not only did he miss the experience, he has to pay for it again.
0: Yeah, you know, that's it. Do you know what's funny? You said that, that that is a, Certain element of success, right? That financial freedom, right? Where you've killed off all your masters. Yeah. You don't have any masters. Everybody has, suffers under masters, if you read Booker T. Washington. Right. Right. Like everybody, even like slaves had masters, but their masters were slaves. Like it's this kind of weird and inverse correlation about how we're all kind of run by someone else. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to kill off all of that, right? And I don't mean responsibility or, you know, whatever, but I mean to make sure that I'm not beholden to certain things, right? That I don't want to be at least, that I'm not by choice. So when you're talking about, money can get you there right so th- this guy can absolutely basically do whatever he wants anything like he, he anything. can do whatever he wants right so mm-hmm. that's he, he's buying his life back yes yeah. yep. his yeah. absolute freedom not the kind of freedom that people talk about or oh when i work till i'm 65 that's not
1: freedom. Well, I, th- I think that type of freedom is out the window now. I, I think, oh, I think sure. especially
2: nine that,
1: to five, that, that five get five. a job and work a nine-to-five your whole life and oh. have a house and 2.2 kids and 1.4 dogs, I, I think that, that methodology is going out the window with the Internet. I think that um, kids younger and younger are learning, you know, I don't necessarily know if I agree with the hustle uh, economy, but they're learning how, you know, they can learn anything they want right. online. I mean, they can grow and scale businesses very quickly.
2: Do you think that, do you think that I was thinking that last night, actually, do you think that's also ruining a lot of people? Cause I, I've got people that reach out to me and these guys need the nine to five. They But they've gone like three years, Not everybody gets years. to be
1: Elon, Elon Musk.
2: Right. Like <laughs> they, they need the nine to five. And I think they're embarrassed to go to it. Like I was talking to a guy that reaches out for some, uh, you know, some guidance. And I, I just told him like a nine to five is not bad for everybody. And I think mm. that every, I think, I think people are afraid now to do the nine to five. And I think people are embarrassed to do that, which I found weird. And I, am I weird to think that's weird? Well, I, no, no. I, I, you are amongst people that work in real
0: estate, though. So your circle, it's it's weird, right? right. I mean, the rest of the yeah. world still has the nine to yeah. five, and they have that job. What we see are people that are entrepreneurial, right? Yeah. I'm an attorney yeah. that works myself. John's a broker. Yeah. You're a real. If we want to go. go Cabo tomorrow, we could.
2: Yeah, no question. I mean, to
0: ask. But yeah, but I mean, except for school. But if you look at all the <sighs> office buildings in of the world, it's going to be people work on their mm-hmm. computer. There's going to be greater mobility. But I think the 95 is still the standard.
1: Well, I think, I think the difference is this. Um, I've offered some jobs in the last year to some people. No, correction, these weren't jobs. These were opportunities. opportunities. These were opportunities to have a piece of something and own a piece of something. And really, it could turn into ginormous money. And obviously, the upfront wasn't huge. You know, I'm not going to pay some huge salary. Right. And these people declined the opportunity to take a high-paying job. Yeah. And in the long run that job it has no value, it has no equity. It's just it's a, it's a job. Yeah. But I think certain people I think it comes down to risk aversion. They're just not programmed to take that risk. Do
2: you that, think that's something you're born with or do you think it's something Oh, that's a great question, Colt. Because great question, Colt. I know, Scott. There this one see this is why This is why No, I, and the reason is is because um you know, risk to me is I'll take that all day long, but I also don't know any different, right? I've been doing real estate since 18. You know, I, I, I haven't had the nine to five, I haven't had any of that. So, risk to me, I'll take calculated risk all day long and it's whatever because we risk it every day. We wake up pretty much jobless every day of our yeah. life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But once you realize your own intrinsic value, then you don't worry about it as much. Like, I, right. I grew up in a family, my dad was a teacher. My mom worked, you know, just different jobs or whatever. Yeah. But
2: yeah.
0: they were kind of weirded out that I wanted to go to university. They almost kind of tried to talk me out of it. Just sort of like, you don't have the money. How are you going to get the money? I tried to get a, a, a line of credit
1: to go. Wait a second. Was this Hooters University? No. Or, okay. It, this is and one that did you get
2: way lower <laughs> statute. <laughs> way less accredited. Did you, go, did you go in the States or did you no, go to Canada? No, I
1: went undergrad
0: in Canada. Okay. And and so, that's,
1: a, that's not a real college, though. No. Is that a real college? Do they have I mean, real college? I mean, no. I mean some standardized saber. testing
0: might disagree with you. But. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. We're, <laughs> all right, keep we're, we're getting going to going. We'll stop <laughs> interrupting. First, sorry. Going. Go no, ahead. No, but it's just like I don't come from any – I don't come from an entrepreneurial household at all. Zero. I mean, zero. Right. It was like when you up. You go, to, you go to high school, then you go become a cop or you become a firefighter. That's a good job. Cops, That's there what are the mountains. goal is, to get a good job.
1: Pension. A pension. Get the pension. Someone, someone that will yep. pay
0: you, right? Yep. And to me, I thought that was kind of what I was working towards. So, but I went to school because I just knew I had to go do something because I didn't want to be a loser. So I'm just, I have to keep going. I have to figure it out. And I like learning and whatever. So but I didn't figure it out till way later. And I got the job and I moved to a country where I wasn't allowed to work during law school.
1: So, like you had
0: to be, a, to had to be ju- a trophy wife. I had to be a trophy wife. No, I just had to, you know, you had to just kind of figure it out. Right. So, but once you did, I started working for others. And I think I became more entrepreneurial because I'm an economist at heart. Yeah. I'm, in my mind, I understand the intrinsic value of a dollar of labor that I'm going to trade hmm. versus what I could earn on my own. I, I figured it out that I was getting paid about $50 an hour to be an attorney for somebody else at 40 hours a week. Right, and then I figured out well if I can bill at two fifty, I don't need to generate 40, that 30. many clients to to break even on what right. I'm doing now. Plus, I don't have to work as much, or I can go develop other opportunities and whatever. So,
1: well, I think what you just said is really really the point. I think people that are entrepreneurial at heart and are risk takers at heart understand the value of trading time for money. Right, they they get the difference that I think people that are entrepreneurial are looking for leverage, are looking for. Uh, ways to have their money work for them in different ways other than trading time for money. I think most people don't realize that they they don't look at it like like my cable, like that Starbucks I'm drinking every day is 30 minutes of my life at my job or 20 minutes of my life. They're not breaking it down like that.
0: Right. That's a weird thing. You bring up a good point. So in the industry I work in, um, it's the same as yours. There's two ways to lever yourself. There's two ways to lever your time. In economics, you have uh, units of labor and units of capital, right? And so since ours aren't capital dependent necessarily, right. unless you're talking about leads or whatever, ours are labor unit you know, dependent. So as an attorney, you can either make money by you doing it and getting greater value cases, or you can hire a bunch of attorneys under you. That's the only way to make leverage right, right for our time because mm-hmm. we don't have... We're not trading buildings that get levered up or M and A where they have multipliers or all these things, right? We have ourselves and what we can do with that. And there's only two ways to lever in our business.
1: Well, you can. I mean, that's not true because you, well, you can hire. I mean, a lot of attorneys. Most of the ones that I deal with, anyway. When you hire them, you're dealing with that paralegal. She's the one draft doing the drafts. But it's people other stuff. It's, it's yeah, hiring you're bringing beneath humans, you. It's right? great. There's more.
0: Correct. You can human have capital. more humans, or you can have higher value cases. Two directions.
1: So here's the question: you being a, a you being a, uh, let's call you a, uh, we'll call you a, a professional, if we will. <laughs> oh,
2: you're here's say the Canadian, no, but no, but, but, okay, but, but here's
1: yeah. the, here's the question though. So what's more important in a business like that: your IQ or your EQ?
0: Hundred percent EQ. Warren Buffett himself is like any point over 120 is a waste of IQ. It, it, it's irrelevant. It's like how it, smart you are. What is important right. in this world and in business and the job you have, job I have, or the career we have is to have a reasonable EQ or that's funny. I say that because I can find a hundred right, where I right, can contradict yeah. that because you can also be so self unaware and such an absolute bull in a China shop and just demolish people. Cause uh. you're, you have no EQ. Right. You either yeah. have right, right. EQ or you have none.
1: Well, it, well I, th- I think, I think though too, I think EQ is a skill you can develop to a certain extent right. where IQ you can. I mean, right. if, right. if,
0: if you're either,
1: you're either over here getting yeah. it done right. or you're cold. Um, There's just really no in between. But EQ, I think, is a skill you can develop. And I don't think enough people develop that skill. I think people are very, I think people are more, I think people are more, uh, here's a question. Here's a question we can ask Are stupid people more ignorant to the fact that they're dumb? Yes. Or, (laughs) I was was just going to say, we don't need to hear or. No, I don't think so. Or are people with low EQ less aware of that? Because it seems like every time I run into somebody that is just, like you said, a bull in a china shop, they have. No idea.
0: No shame. If you are shameless, Clutes. you can be in, in real estate. You can be in this business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shameless and just be in front of people because there's a lot of people in our culture that avoid conflict. We're a conflict avoiding culture. Mm-hmm. So when somebody bulls you over, they, they Ricky, uh, what's it from Glengarry Glen Ross, right? Yeah. There's guys that can just Ricky Roma. Where's Ricky, Ricky Roma? Roma? Ricky, Ricky Roma. Roma. They can steam you. You owe me one Cadillac. <laughs> you are here to help us, <laughs> not, not to, to fuck, fuck us up. <laughs> so uh, the Ricky Roma model, right? Where uh, you can just kind of come in, and I'm a salesperson. I will sell you, I don't, I'll lie to you. I'll do whatever, right? Right. Think right. mm-hmm. of timeshare sales. I don't, I'm not trying to disparage the industry, but there's a lot of people that that walk away from that purchase. Well, it's a, a, gr- a, it's, a gr- gr-
1: it's a grinder business, man. It's that a, is grinder a grinder business. business. And,
0: and some people do it. There's good ones. There's ones that I've talked to people. They love mm-hmm. it. And there's a lot of people that walk away with a lot of buyer's remorse, Mm. right? And I I think what that comes down to is if you're selling the right product to the right person, that doesn't happen as often, right? But if you have a quota of sales, you have to sell this one product and everything isn't all fit, right? Square pegs and round holes or whatever. You have one. Product to sell, sell
1: everyone. Well, well, times sh- no timeshares is a still like nineteen seventies grinder. So, yes. we're going to get you oh, in the room. Sure. If I can't close you, That's I'm right. going to go get the manager who's going to come out and grind you. Yeah, 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 and 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 they fatigue people into those contracts, That's which is what I'm saying. which right. is why there are legal professions designed around nothing other than getting people the, out of timeshare. Did you get taken advantage of <laughs> by a shady timeshare person? <laughs> we can help you get. Okay, question. Yeah. You're an attorney. Yeah. You're an answer me, riddle me this. Literally
0: drafting a quick claim deed to get a guy yes. out of a one right now. Right,
1: but but answer me this question. How come every time there's seen like there's a, there's an attorney commercial and it's like, we're here to help you?
2: It's almost like Have you seen those two guys? It's like well, they, forget, they, they forget, they do. forget they don't I, know what to handle. Ricky not Bobby yeah. any names. But yeah, yeah. There's
0: one commercial in particular in town. It's <laughs> like, why isn't anybody on his staff? And does that come down to Having that self confidence, I think why, so. I think so. Why would you not say to the person, "Hey, that may, that makes you look very insincere and inauthentic"? When you, when I do this, I look inauthentic, right? And I don't want to yeah. be in that business. Yeah. I don't want to do commercials that are inauthentic. No, I actually think that I will help you. I yeah. took a case today where I, you know, there's so many times I help people, and I'm happy to do it. And I, I bend over backwards, and I want people to walk away because I actually give a shit. Hmm. Man, I'm not, that's not promotional. I actually give a shit too much. I take it home stresses me out when people are going to have bad time. So that's why I think that people should hire me. That's not well, a plug.
1: Well, I, I, I think, believe it. Well, I think also, I think uh, there's a, tr- in sales in general, and if, right. in, including what you do, you're, you're in sales. 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 You're in sales. No there is 100% that there's, there's people that are grinding for themselves. And then there's people that are actually trying to solve problems for their clients. If you are trying to find and solve problems and say, let me identify the problem mean, I isolate any objection, which is fine. You're going to get some objections. But if you're actually coming from a place of wanting to help rather than empathy, wanting to yeah, yeah. pick up the next Rolex, I, I think that that's the difference. And I think even with attorneys, you, you see it comes off where, man, they're just, let's just cash a check. I see it
0: all cash the time. Cash a and snap
1: next. necks. Yeah, I see it
0: all the time and I just go, you know, there's nothing. I'm not going to sit there and be the martyr for it. I just think over time that it's just going to find its way. And I think over time, water does find its level. Absolutely. I think over time enough people say, "Yeah, that deal got done." You know, some people you send them away and say, "Okay, that lawyer got paid a really big fee. They took a chunk of my money." And I go, "You would have literally had yeah, you wouldn't have had the money paid. if they hadn't been there." That's you wouldn't scarcity have it. mentality. So w- yeah. what we have to get over is scarcity mentality of our clients. It's like, yeah, we we earned a good income on that one, but you got. Think about what you got. Don't worry about what I got. Right. Right. It's about <laughs> you know, enlarging pies.
1: It's, it's amazing. You think about just how people think. And like I read, was reading stuff today. My friend Cody uh, Sperber put something up on his <laughs> Instagram. It's so funny. It was like, basic, like this is a class. They should teach a class in high school. And this is the only thing that should, they should literally come out to the podium, tap the mic and just say, if you have a thousand dollars and you see something that costs a thousand dollars, that's on sale for $750. You didn't, and you buy it. You didn't save two hundred and fifty dollars. You spent seven hundred right. and fifty dollars. And it's like basic concepts like that, that people just don't seem to get their head around. That I don't get. I think that
0: comes down to what you were talking about earlier, John. About um, if dumb people even know they're dumb. And why? <laughs> and, nobody, and they don't. And don't. that's no, not. Boys, insulted, they don't. There's there's perfectly unintelligent. See, people. if I was
1: listening to this right now, I'd be like, "Is, is, he, hey, talk to me? is he talking hey, about me? Well, this is how you <laughs> can Hence tell. Hence why I'm on this podcast. This that's is how, <laughs> how you can
0: tell. There's two ways to tell. If we're, you know, if, there's one way to tell if we're talking about you." Do you realize that you're actually not the smartest person in the world, or the coolest guy on earth? That guy at Hooters University who's <laughs> going to get fired for sexual harassment because he doesn't right. realize that he's not Don Juan? Like, yeah. So, you've heard of the Dunning Kruger effect, right? Yeah, of
1: course. I Dunning Kruger. I yes. love. You know what? I'm going to make you hold the Dunning-Kruger effect because I love Dunning-Kruger, and we're going to actually talk about that for like 30 minutes. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break. we got to get Colt more slippery. He needs another uh, another cocktail, and we'll be back for more power move in (laughs) just a sec.
2: I'm over here kicking (laughs) him.
1: Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Sitting here with me as always, Chris Connell, Colt Amadon, And right before we went to break, we were talking about something that I love and I think is super interesting. And what that is is the, loud, the, the person who knows the least seems to say it the loudest.
0: The absolute most confident in it. Yeah, the Dunning-Kruger effect, ladies and gentlemen. The current state of American Facebook and social media comment pages and sections. People, and the definition is... well.
1: And I want everybody to really listen to this, because once you realize this, once you hear it, hopefully you'll realize that you're probably doing it. I mean, yes. I know when I first heard this concept, yes. I was like, hmm probably doing this too. So listen, this is actually,
0: I I definitely do it, but it just depends on what scale you do it. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is effectively the concept where people with the least amount of expertise in something are oftentimes the most confident in their ability and understanding of it. They think they get it right. And then, so the more you learn about it, you actually become an expert. You, it's an inverse parabola. You start to doubt your own skills. You start dropping your own skills. Well, I, I didn't realize how much I didn't know. And, goes on and on and on and on to get to the absolute bottom of the valley of the inverse parabola, right? And then you start moving your way up. You start getting more confident. You start getting published. You start becoming a real expert in a topic. Right. And then you become ultimately confident because you are a master and an expert, right. right? But the people on the each side of that, you know, inverse parabola curve, they're both equally confident in their answers. Right. Right? And one is just earned and one is absolutely not. And so those are the people you will hear say, I did my research.
1: Oh yeah. Well I, I, I love the I love, the I love the I love the research. we're gonna talk about information, knowledge, and wisdom in a minute, but yeah. but but I think you're you're right. And I think a good way to look at this is think about a sport or a skill like that you tried to learn, or even your kid as they tried to learn them. It's so funny. I'm talking about my kid in lacrosse. So we got him a lacrosse coach, we go out the first day, he's running drills, he's doing exceptionally well. Um, coach's words, not my words. And we go out for the second lesson, and my son says, this is what he says. I wonder what we're gonna do today. I mean, he kind of already taught me everything the first lesson. And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Buddy, no, uh, no, 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 no." I'm like, "You may do that same stuff over and over every week for a year for uh, because ten year, but, but that's that's the effect. It's like my son. Oh, I did it once. I'm an expert. I know right, what I'm doing. Right. And it's so much worse with information. It's so much worse. It's like Cole. Like I know there's got to be some piece of information you've seen that you pur- you spouted like crazy that
2: wasn't exactly true. What was that? What was it? I don't know. Probably don't everything. Probably everything. Everything. No, but I let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, politics really shows that, right? Like, to me, I never speak politics with anybody because I don't feel like I know a lot. But right. when I start speaking with people. See,
1: we agree, or, we agree already. Yeah,
2: right there. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate you it. You <laughs> I But you start speaking to people and you're like, God, I'm so much more knowledgeable. That's scary. You know, and I think mm-hmm. you see that in business. I think you see, uh, I've seen successful agents in real estate that have been doing it for five, six, seven years, and they honestly don't know anything, right? And do you think that ignorance at that point where you're just speaking loud, it can be a positive thing also for business-wise? I mean, bring it no. into business. I Because I hate it. I absolutely hate it. No. It's the most frustrating th- thing to see uh, is to see successful for a little bit time, do you think that catches up? Because I always think it catches no. up.
0: There's that old saying that closed mouth don't get fed, right? So there's that element of it. right? The loud guy might get fed first, but there's also an old Chinese saying that the nail that sticks out gets hammered <laughs> or empty drums bang the loudest, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you, you do see that. A lot of times in politics, that's just where they become yeah. hot button issues. But it's also in business. There was this guy I worked for a long time ago. Uh, he used to say to me... Uh, he goes, Len comes up and always talks how he has 20 years of experience. 20 years of experience. In this job. <laughs> oh, I lo- I lo- I'm i going to talk about experience in a second. Three I years, love. That. He got 20 that. years of experience, right? It's like your son of lacrosse, right? Yeah. It's, it's, he's got 20 years of experience. And in the vice president of the company would look at me and say, he, he's got one year of experience 20 times. Yeah. He's done the same job. That one year, yeah. you would be just as experienced as him as today because he right. just did it over and over. He's not an expert. He is somebody that... Is doing something that's not difficult and he's so stuck in his ways. In fact, he's probably bad at his job now. Yeah. Because the world has changed. He yeah, hasn't evolved. He yeah. hasn't evolved because he's done the same thing for twenty years that could have taken somebody
1: a year by year see, two, you're ahead. See, that that is the biggest problem with real estate agents mm-hmm. is people walk in and like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Okay. How many deals a year yeah, do you exactly. do? Mm-hmm. I do two. So you have, I don't care. It's like, I always tell people when you look for an agent, don't ask how long they've been doing it. Ask how much, ask how much experience they have. If they refer to years, you probably have a problem. You know, somebody asked me how many deals I've done or how many I'm involved with. I'm like thousands, thousands. And I've brokered thousands and thousands and thousands of deals. My team has done thousands of deals. I personally have done Thousands of deals. I've been doing this a long time, but you're buying someone's, you're buying their expertise, not the length of the time, time they've been doing something. Yeah. The time of the time they, they've been doing something is, is useless.
0: Right. There's there's a lot of people that are laying in graves, been dead for hundred years. You know, they, yeah. Doesn't mean I trust. What at the end of the day, you go, how many deals? How many cases have you won? How many yeah. how many times you been to trial? How many times have yeah. you've been before a judge and I look them in the eye and say this yeah. is.
1: Although there like, there is one exception without the law. My dad used to say there was nothing worse than a bad day when no, the other when the other attorney would walk into the courtroom without wearing a tie and look at the judge and be like, hey, Bill. <laughs> you're like, ooh, ooh nah, going to be right. a long day. So it doesn't necessarily matter how long good day. you are. It's going to be a yeah. long day with that one for sure.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's 100% true. But yeah, the Dunning-Kruger effect, it's just you see it. You see it on the internet. You see it in social media. And you start seeing it so much that, Intelligent people start thinking that that's the way the world actually is, even though all you're hearing are just these loud, dumb voices, right? Yeah. Because most people are quietly reserved in their own, well, you know, maybe I'll take some time and think about it. Right. They're not the ones yelling about it.
1: Well, I think the number one thing they need to do is consider the source. Sure. Like, if you've got this factual information, you know, I talk to people all the time about knowledge and wisdom and, and information. Information is everywhere. I mean, what you're consuming just- it right now. This is information. Hopefully, if you're interested in this, you will go research what we're talking about right. and, and learn some more about it and really learn something. Hopefully that'll make a difference for you. Um, but, yeah, it, it, the problem is people don't consider who's saying what they're saying. So look for people that have knowledge. What knowledge is is if you have information plus some experience behind it. Right Now you've got to – these people actually know what they're talking about. But more to the point, you want to find people with wisdom because wisdom are people that have a, had their ass kicked a little bit in that particular arena. Yeah. Those are people that have wisdom.
0: Or who understand. Now, people People can have knowledge and not understand a damn thing. Yeah. I know a lot of people that don't understand what their expertise is even in because it's so it's so distal it's just something that isn't personal to them so they'll go up to somebody be like i'm a doctor i'm an expert your wife is dying of cancer like with no understanding of what that means like what is the consequence of that Mm -hmm. what what if you trail this off you know long enough timeline what does that mean what is so people are um I always – wisdom to me comes down to the concepts of a very kind of Eastern philosophy. That's just how I've always seen it. That's my bias because wise like people Bo- – Like Boston. Right. Like Boston like philosophy. It's more than a feeling. Oh. And <laughs> 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 it's just sometimes more yeah, than a feeling. Yeah. And I think Boston really nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you think about wise teachers and what does it come down to, whether it's Aristotle or you know uh, Lao Tzu or whatever you go. At the end of the day, their message was – your ego is the thing that is in your way, right? So mm-hmm. you can be knowledgeable and experienced and all these things. Wise people step back and go, what does it matter, yeah. right?
1: I, I got a question, I got a question. Talking about experience and wisdom. Because again, I, I seek wisdom, which is people that got their ass kicked a little bit. Yeah. Colt, you got to have surgery next week. You ready? Got to have surgery. All right. It's life-threatening surgery. Would you rather have a surgeon? <laughs> yes, it's not going to help. It's not going <laughs> to, no, not that one. Life-threatening surgery. All right, you could die. Would you rather have a surgeon working on you that's never lost a patient or somebody that has done this so much they've lost
2: a handful of patients? To me, I'd rather the
0: handful. What do you do? Never. I don't want you to have it. I'm going going down. If I'm going out, I want me to be the most – I want to haunt your fucking dreams, pal. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be your park your cherry. If I got to go under the knife, I want that guy to remember – at least it won't be a vein because the next time maybe he doesn't you know yeah but don't,
1: but don't you want the guy that's maybe seen it all and you understand know, that this to, is why somebody died or you I want think the guy
0: literally that, definitional malpractice
1: John <laughs> or <laughs> the no, guy I've that's just been before. lucky it's not not like the
0: guy that's never committed malpractice <laughs> <laughs> the guy who seems to do it a <laughs> I mean
1: not <laughs> frequently
0: a certain I'm not amount to, of frequency no
1: I'm not, I'm not I always I, well, I was talking about ten nuns. No, no I always talk to people about you know. You're, you're exactly as valuable as you are available is what yeah. I would talk to, to clients and in general. And if you had to have heart surgery, who do you want? Do you want the guy that you call him and he says, Hey, I might be able to squeeze you in in three to four months. Or do you want the guy that says, Oh, you need open heart surgery. Oh, yeah. Come, yeah. come on down. Come I got by. nothing Wait, going on today. Right yeah. yeah. Let's knock yeah. it out. Let's come on down. Yeah. You're not Greatest going to stability
0: that is availability.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, there, there's just, you are as valuable as you are available.
2: Yeah. No, and people do that all the time in business, right? They jump at stuff. That, that's one of the things that, and, as much as you tell people, don't jump at stuff at right. newbies. I mm-hmm. mean, let's talk about new people, right? Like, I tell that to people all the time. Even if you don't have anything going on, don't jump at it, because now you look like you are. Like T- you, totally disagree. No, no, You think jump on it? I say take the shittiest deals. I say jump oh, on
0: it. I agree learn that. your lesson on garbage. Right. Just, I, I think oh, I what, I, you're what, what I he's talking that. about is,
1: is yeah. jumping and I, when 100%. people say hop. Yeah. And uh, But I don't think you did a good job. I, I agree with
2: you, but I'm going to explain why I agree with you. And I so th- say it's only like, even if you push them off 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes. I,
1: if uh, you want a meeting with me, I always change it by 15 minutes. If you call me and say, can we do three? I always say 15. I say 2:45. I,
0: I don't because I'm just completely like. here. But here, but here's why. Down.
1: Here's why. In our business, when there's so many things that can go wrong, which is selling real estate, there's so many things that can go wrong, it's very important to maintain control of the situation. Totally good. And if the client allows us, by say us, not maybe not all realtors, but, but good ones. Mm. If a client will allow a good agent to guide the process and control what happens through that process, they will wind up with a better result and a better experience totally agree. where it goes sideways is when people start. Why? I did all this research. I went on and found all this stuff online. I know more than you. And they try to lead the experience. And yep. that's when it turns into an absolute disaster.
0: Totally agree. And I'm probably exempt from that just because people, I have, I have a certain amount of perceived authority as a lawyer. Yeah. So, when I have real estate clients, and I've done, I'm, I'm a licensed realtor as well. So, when I have a client that I'm doing, a lot of times legal clients will use me for that. And so, when I have a client, I can just say, Hey, you're doing this. I'm a lawyer. And they'll just defer a bit more to that. In my experience, they've, I don't get pushback on it because I can sort of say,
1: It's one of those. Do you, do you, a, do you really play the lawyer like, card? You're like, Listen here, buddy.
0: Well, no, they, they know it a lot of I'm times. A, I'm just a, I'm saying, a and they'll say, Hey, as a lawyer, what do you think? Right. Because they think they're getting a free lawyer using a realtor as a lawyer.
2: So oh, at it's the a end of the twofer. Day,
0: it's a twofer. It's a twofer. So then at the
2: end of the day, I can just sort of lean on, you know. Um, and people will. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, people will. I've lost. Yeah. I have had to come out of pocket. I think every agent came out of pocket. Everybody once buys shrimp, their refrigerator once. Yep. Everybody buys it once. <laughs> I guy, came out of pocket baby. once because I backed down from a guy because he says, well, I'm a lawyer. And I knew for, I, I knew gut wise That wasn't correct. That's how it shouldn't have read in the contract. But I backed down because of that, right? Because they threw a lawyer. It's expensive. It's expensive. I'm not a lawyer. I can't talk about that. And that's the only time I've ever got caught.
1: You know, we had a a problem. I had a problem this week where, you know, people got to understand there's no value in some time, in some cases in being right. There's zero value. In it. You can't pay your bills with it. You can't get anything with it. There's no value to it whatsoever. And you wind up in these pissing matches and it doesn't matter what the contract says. It doesn't matter. It only matters what the parties do to actually do what they're supposed to. Are they going to execute and go through with this? That's all that matters. So when you get in these, you, you know, you get in these pissing matches where as soon as you get an attorney involved, if you've never sued anybody, if you've never actually done it, you can essentially, this is what I want you to do. Step one, go to your bank account withdraw twenty thousand dollars literally take twenty thousand dollars to start put it somewhere you can't see it and then see how you feel about that okay. for a while because mm-hmm. because that's where you're headed yep and especially if it's a contract dispute case no attorney's taking that on contingency the only thing nope. they're gonna take contingency is if there's a giant insurance company right. because you broke your leg somewhere um but yeah if it's if it's a dispute between parties you're gonna have to pay an attorney
0: I don't want to my client's hating me, so I will tell them almost the exact same thing when they call me. I had a guy call today. He's like, I'm I'm an agent or this guy. Can you talk to him about a construction defect? or a... They didn't disclose this plumbing issue on an SRPD. I go, great. How much does it cost? It's $8,000. I go, here. Here's the reality. You could get attorney's fees possibly if there's a, a disclosure issue on your SRPDs, or we can go through paragraph 18 of the RPA and mediate and do all these things. But at the end of the day, I want you to understand even if I got a judgment, even if I take your money and do all these things, and I'll try to do it on the cheap,
1: right.
0: now you have to collect it. Yeah. Now you have to do. Yeah, that, now, now you have, now have now to, you actually to gotta be able to go get it. So get the money now. Yeah. It's good luck, and that's it. Like you ordering, said, there's. It, it, it's just so expensive. Yeah. So my value in a lot of times is because I'm expensive for someone else. Yep. Right? Oh, and well, that's well, where John's talking about. Well, no,
1: boy well, here's the here's the funny. Like I have a large lawsuit going against the next business partner that owes me seven north of seven figures right now. Not and I have, a, I, have, I have an associate of mine uh, that the show Scorpion was based on. Um, it was him. And this is a guy that, it's, it's a genius think tank. The legal of guys. opinions of John Gafford do not <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I'm saying, this is a genius. Gen, uh, here but, we but, go, but, we're but, doing that show But, again. but, but I'm going to tell you, this is ha- the this is, this is reality of what happens. So it's a genius think tank uh, out there that can solve literally any problem. He says any problem for, it's going to be at least 10,000, we can solve any problem on the planet. And, and some of his stories are just bananas. But as I'm talking to him, I'm kind of telling him about this suit. And he goes, well, where are you with the lawsuit? How far are you into it? And I kind of told him how deep I was as far as the bill. He goes, well, at this point, you're probably better off getting resolution and just getting to, you know, getting to judgment. And, you know, when you can't collect the money, he's like, then you call me. me Because the guy guy couldn't dig a hole in his yard deep enough to hide the money. I'll find it. Wherever it is, we'll find it. So... Uh, but but again this is more if it was not you're, you're talking about a million dollars here so it's a little different to chase yeah, this right. but but I see people I'm going to sue you and the lawsuit is 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 3 grand is it- like, what I, no, are you hilarious.
0: talking about? It's a free legal advice right here on this show. If it's under, if you, if your lawsuit's under $25,000, you really need to do what John just said and think about you're right. what you're talking yep. about. Yeah. And you can't even get in a district court without it being for $15,000. Then you have to go to court annexed arbitration if it's under 50, okay? Or unless it deals with title to real estate or whatever. Yeah. Then when you go through that process, you're paying me the whole time and I can't create a business model that's fair for me, that's flat fee or going to cap your damages because then it's, it's my time too is on the line. Right. And I'm not trading my time for your happiness ever. I'm spending yeah. my time to do work for you and I'm happy to do it, but I'm not here to take your calls at night and to be, you know what I mean? Like to be your counselor, to do all those things. I will, but it's just going to keep costing you money. And I know that's going to piss you off eventually. No, I won't. it's not my goal to piss off my clients. So I say to them, if it's not worth more than 25 and if they're uncollectible, you really need to do, call me in a week. I want you to sit on this for a while. Mm. Cause you got a time with statute of limitations. There's no rush to go do anything. But do what John said. Take twenty grand out of your bank account. Look at that balance. See how it feels. Bury it in your closet, and then talk to me in a week and go, "Hey, maybe there's some other way to do this, or, or I'm going to try my hand at small claims court or whatever."
1: Well, I, I think anytime you know, look, uh, mediation. They say everybody loses at mediation, which is true. Nobody ever walks out of mediation like, "Woohoo!"
0: That's God, a that's sign weird. of a good mediation. Yeah. is that all parties are unhappy? Everybody's right. mad when they
1: leave mediation. Yeah. It's fine. That's what you, that's what you're looking for. Try to try to work those things out. Try to mediate try to those things. Out. But I, I think you know. Before you get elevated, before you get your feet stuck in the ground over your right, right. just understand: in most cases, when it comes to disputes or, or, or over contracts or anything else, that is irrelevant to what's happening. Sure, it doesn't matter if you're right. What matters is getting to a successful conclusion of whatever you were trying to be right. to do when you were contracted in the first place. Is all that matters. Yeah, and I, and I think I think a big problem I know in the real estate industry a big a big thing that's that's you know causes a lot of that grief and causes <laughs> things I and mean, when people don't stay in their lane. I mean, that's why I love Colt. Um, You know, all Colt does is commercial. It's all he does. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, people with just because you have a real estate license doesn't mean you can do it all.
0: You should do it all. You
1: legal, better better thing. You can do it all, but you should do it all. Right. So, I I mean, some of the stuff that's come out of this, just, I mean, the guy with the tattoo, tell the tattoo shop thing. That was nuts.
2: Yeah. I bet at least once a quarter, I tell someone, go sue their agent. Right. And, and <laughs> honestly, I do. And, and the funny part, guys, is it's always over like a $3,000 commission check. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I laugh at people. They're like commercial, commercial, commercial. If you looked at my paychecks, it's hilarious. It's like five, six, seven, tiny. I mean, tiny. You couldn't sell any house in Las Vegas and make the money I make, right? They're tiny, and then a the big one. Yeah, but right? but the but the, o- yeah. the OnlyFans so account just bridges yeah. that gap. Yeah, I know. Show me. <laughs> I don't have to show my I, face. I wish we could tell that story do, of your neighbor again. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> talk about my neighbor. Yeah, I, not, I, I think we, we should, I think we, we, we might, we'll probably we have to. <laughs> we we'll probably have to in this segment. We'll, we'll do, do that debate again. again. Your, I'm fine with that. I do tell people to go to go sue them, right? And there's two two exact or two good stories that this is. I get a call and someone goes, "Hey." I need a studio for my tattoo shop. I go, okay. First, My first question, how many you have? Well, this is my second one. Where's your first one at? And they go, it's in Summerlin, which is a suburb in Las Vegas, right? And I go, hmm, okay. In my mind, I'm trying to figure out because we don't have the zoning for no. tattoo shops in that area. And I go, well, when would you open that up? And they go in August. And this is maybe like September 15th. Yeah, he thought that's going some other date, but 7.15. Never again will I think you'll say that. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now, so <laughs> I go. Best time in America yeah, ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. So I, I sat there and I go, I, so you're got, doing we, that we, good? We, we, we We're got, not that we Now we got to digress. Because
1: no, no. one thing, look, my, my sister, Mandy, who is a huge talk personality on radio. She's been, she's one of the top rated women in radio. I don't know if you knew that or not. And when I first started doing this, she said, the one thing you can't do is tell inside jokes. Yeah. You can't do it. I anybody know. listening to this feels like an idiot. I know. And so for those of you that will that don't a, know what we're laughing I, about. Can I defend myself? No, no, no. You can't I, defend yeah, yourself. You'll,
0: you'll be able to defend so yourself. La- so last
1: week we were, talking about, uh, we were talking about the unity that was experienced after 9-11. And Colt made a comment. He just – what was the comment he made, Chris? What was it?
0: He goes – <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't even. You're he going said, to make it out of in. context. Slander, yeah. slander what the suit. Best time ever was after 9 11. It was the greatest time yeah. in America.
1: <laughs> and there was like a weird pause, and he was like. No, I meant cuz no, like people cause were, were all nice to Okay, yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're going to cut that. <laughs> so out. so yeah, that's what we were to is 915. Yeah, the 911 comment 9/11. will probably come up more often in the chat. He goes, was.
0: "You know what was great? 911."
1: <laughs> that's what that's what it, was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I like, meant
2: 2020 out of context. Uh, not, not out of context. I Had a, <laughs> a friend born. Yeah. All right, some some so, story about the Tesla. So anyway, so I finally just go, "You went into a spot you're not allowed to, correct?" They go, Yeah. Well, my, my agent, I go, who's your agent? Residential company says I could go in there. It's commercially zoned, which again, there's no such thing as commercially zoned. There's 30 different commercials, right? And he goes, so we went into it. The landlord didn't tell me I couldn't do it. The agent of theirs didn't. it's nobody's responsibility except for yourself and your agent. Right. And so they went in and put $150,000 of build out and could never open. And the landlords oh god. The landlord's just hey, thank you. Thank you so much because guess what? I just got hundred and fifty thousand of new thing. They were personally guaranteed on lease, which luckily we were able to get them out of. But I've had that I have that at least once every four times, right? Or once every quarter. I think right? there
0: may be like an intended use issue with that though. If a landlord knows your intended use, then it's impossibility and frustration of purpose. <sighs> I think there Maybe. may be
2: something. But again, it's a lawsuit. Yeah. I'm going to go with torturous Chris. interference yeah. of a torturous.
1: I'm guessing it, it I'm is. Guessing.
2: And that's why it's stay in your lane. Right. It's so yeah. great. And that's something that we do as a company. That's what uh, people come to me. I mean, we talked about this about, you know, COVID people want to talk to you about what's your thoughts on while you're in board shorts, right? Like, don't ask me yeah. my thoughts. I don't, I don't know. I'm oh, not oh a scientist.
1: The best reason to ever use Colt is, is your agent if you use if oh you do commercial God. was that he got the best review ever.
0: Ever I've got stories This was an
1: actual go. review that Colt got from a client. He represented some um he represented a gay couple leasing a commercial space and the review that they left him was literally like half a page long on, on, on whatever sign it was. Nice. And the majority of it was just talking about how refreshing it was to see a straight guy wearing pants that tight. <laughs>
2: Good looking guy. I'll
1: take it. <laughs> it was like, I, you know, we don't normally see pants that tight. It was about as half of it was about the pants, which I, mean, I loved and I thought I, was great.
0: I would never treat you like a piece
2: of meat. Cold. Well, you, you know what? I'm okay. You I'm you not should. one of you those shouldn't. people that will not Valuable. take a compliment from anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at me. I'll take anything yeah. at this point. <laughs> you, you my can't. neighbor. My uh, well, neighbor. Let's was, uh, well, Okay. Well, well, let's
1: talk. We know we, we should talk about the neighbor again. Here it comes. The neighbor. So. Last week we you know we had some audio drop out on this. We're going to talk about it again. So Colt's neighbor, we'll just say it. Speaking of attracting, so he had a neighbor in his in his neighborhood next to him, and uh, this was a we'll call him gay porn star. I know he said DJ that lived next to him for a long time and would hang out in the backyard was scantily clad or clad if at all, if you will. I
2: was going to say I, yeah. one was a see through speedo, which I didn't understand the point of wearing a speedo at that point. Yeah, because
1: it's see through. Well, you can see-through. tan. I mean, you can tan. You can tan with it.
2: So they that was there for a while.
0: No, so, 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 tan your dingus. I, don't, I, I,
2: I guess. I, so, so they lived there I for a while. Was since. Like a so DMZ. they moved out. <laughs> so they moved out. And then this is this is great for business because if you think it, you believe in it. It'll come true, right? <laughs> you attract great. it. So now, so
1: now this house apparently there's a, apparently they just advertise it as a great place to be naked because now you got a bunch of scantily clad, if clad at all, women running around in the backyard. Yeah shooting scenes, if you will, they're there. So the debate is this, gentlemen, and, and, and we can go through this again, because I, I think the debate still rages on. And I think there is no
0: debate. After our pros and no, cons, after the pros and cons, there is no debate. No,
1: I think maybe, maybe we did look through it thorough thoroughly enough, but let's say the debate is this, having cold, you know, we're all married with kids, is it easier or better to live next to the guys that are scantily clad, if clad not at all, or live next to the scantily clad, if clad at all, women? That's the debate. And I think last week we had, we made a lot of great points, including things like, I, I love so, some of yours. I could tell you were just drifting into the ether with them uh, when you were talking <laughs> about as you were uh, kind of soaring away as, as he were like, you know, I mean, that's no, why we had you no, no, like, 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 like no, like if you, like you could just watch him go somewhere and they could get ready in like 20 minutes and leave the
2: house. And what we and came man, that to, would just be what we came to is gay guys are really lucky because they get to hang out with their best friends. Right? Like, that was what we pretty much No, I, I'm not No, sure I, th- I think that's what I took out of it. No. What took <laughs> that's of it what I think about if it. If there was nothing but scantily clad women
0: next door, not that I would look, obviously, Caitlin, um, is that, you know, you go to clean your pool or something, you go to do something completely innocuous now, outside. Now you're and the all creeper. Sudden, it's you're like, the creeper. I'm the creeper with them.
1: Creeper Why with the outside? wife.
0: Why are you outside? Daddy, what's over? You know, yeah. you, you get a bunch of dudes. I said my only con on this whole thing of all the pros, the pros were. Myriad they were long. It was long for having it be the guys, but the one con was I'm just not a fan of Donna Summer.
1: Well, no, but but I think that <laughs> I forgot about I forgot, about I forgot about I forgot about the Donna Summer, uh, but
0: blasting Donna Summer, yeah, made just be like,
1: but but I think but think what it came down to was dealing with your own yeah, inadequacies yeah. of seeing a bunch of naked dudes that are going to be just fit as they can be fit, just, mind, just jacked yeah. and ripped, and they were. It's too. easier than dealing with your wife's inadequacies of. Oh, why are you outside again? Oh, I know I told you cook hamburgers on the grill. How long do they take? Do they really take, the, you know, <laughs> why you do you really that? want to deal with that? Yeah. And um, then you got to grow the hedges bigger to just it just didn't make
2: a lot it of sense. It has been a nightmare. Um, but it's been fun. <laughs> it's created stories. It's been a fun it's been, been fun. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy my neighborhood. Um, there are some unique individuals in that neighborhood. Long like, history, long history. Yeah, like, Colt
1: cult lives for those of you guys don't know. Colt lives where like Lefty Rosenthal lived yep. uh, in the movie yep. Casino. That right. old school Las Vegas country club area, which is uh, a yeah, it's a it's a cool neighborhood.
2: Very cool. You get the old mobster still. You get uh, the old casino owner wife still there. You got everything, and then you'll get a gay porn star <laughs> or you know something like that. So it's it's been intriguing. But the uh, the pros of the gay porn star was Surprisingly, a lot better than the pros of the naked it really women. wasn't really wasn't much of a debate. Well, after you thought, no, about not after, you, no. Thought about, after again, you thought about, but again, I spoke that in right. But I, I used think, to but always but sit but there and but say, but hey, I, I,
1: think 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 like I think that's like anything. I think that's something you make a snap decision, right. right? And then you actually think about it. And you you know, become like, an expert. Wait a second, you
0: examine it. Yes, gain knowledge through your debate and your true examination.
1: See, like because we just talk about it like that, we have information, right, Cole knowledge,
2: wisdom, you know,
1: it's wisdom with,
2: with it. Now okay. I got wisdom. You want to talk about crazy neighbors, but you know what? I could go on with stories. I don't know what it is about me, but I have had the craziest real estate stories ever. I mean, I had one lady. Oh,
1: they'll love this lady. Tell the story. Okay. This is great.
2: So she's probably, I don't know, probably 55. I already, right? know, I already know the story. 55. Actually good looking lady for 55, everything. Um, But she wanted to meet at the house. Her uh, husband passed away, owned some commercial properties, wanted to meet at the house. So I walk in and uh, she goes, I'm thinking about selling my house. I go, okay, I don't do that. Well, could you tell me what the price is? I go, I mean, maybe. Not listening. Don't uh, don't do that. (laughs) I'm not a house person. But uh, she goes, well, I'd like to just show you house, what your thoughts are on it. Okay. She starts going through the house and all of a sudden it's naked pictures all over the place. And she's going who, through, who, but the weirdest
1: pictures of, of her,
2: right? <laughs> and, and and it's just, and they're not like in Vegas. Like uh, I walked through a house of a, a gentleman to look, and he had this his wife. Yeah, no, but he had his wife. He had his wife beautifully painted. These are like ninety-year-old people, right? On the wall, naked, and he goes, "That was her, twenty-two years old. She was one of first strip uh, strippers in town." Oh, that yeah. burlesque. I, burlesque, burlesque. Okay. Beautiful. Respect so you get that stuff. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. But you a get a lot of that. Yeah. Here, There's no stripper. They do. Museum. I've yet to go there, but you get a lot of that. So in Vegas. But when I'm talking about naked pitchers, they were like two feet by three feet. Which my first thought was the exact same thought, and this is why Wait. I knew we were friends. Yeah. Go ahead. Not, well, just why, why two I by three? You. It's Can't an odd see, size. That's an odd size. It's an odd size.
1: You got cro- to crop that.
2: Yeah. Like, that's, that's not a normal size photograph. The very two first thing three? that came through was not that this lady's naked or whatever. I'm like, that's just a, a weird. It's a weird size for pictures. S- that's a weird size it's picture. It's
1: a weird size. Two feet by three feet. A right? No. No. no play, that'd be like a 12 by 30
2: on that. Just a weird thing. 11 and a half by 30. She goes by four or five. Uh, naked photos but she stops at the one where she is spread eagle on a beach and goes what do you think about these photos what do you think of this and all i could say is well it's a nice sunset in the background and she was <laughs> i i walked out of there no one believed me so i had to go back and meet with her i'm walking through you know like snapping shots uh. of the proof to people what i mean what a weird dimension Four well, you, I think the weirdest photos, part of
1: the story right. is when you first told me about them, you were like, dude, and the weird thing was they weren't scratching and sniff, which I thought yeah. was a little, <laughs> a little offensive, she, I thought.
2: She didn't like that after a while, but, uh, you know, I thought, hey, weird dimensions, there got to be something cool about these. Speaking weird of Cuomo, yeah. Hey, ladies, I'm Italian,
1: sniff? I'm Italian. Oh, hey, boys, well, well, we will leave it on Colt being Italian and walking around <laughs> with naked 50-year-old women looking at the pictures of them at their house. We'll leave it with is that. Is there an answer? For what? To this two-by-three? I, I no, know. we have no oh, idea. I,
0: I, I would like bated breath here. I was thinking two by three are like those foldouts.
2: Remember, you used to see oh, all like yeah. no, no, no. Not not they either? were just random nope. photos, like not professionally done. Nothing. It was, um, it was intriguing. Uh, stay tuned for next time when I tell you I went through a swingers club uh, that I did not know about. That'll be my next story. I'm like the ones. <laughs> and does. on that,
1: we'll see you next time. <laughs> Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.